Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Claire Davey, who has a powerful story. Ladies, this is going to minister to you of restoration from trauma and abuse in her life. Jesus rescued her in her brokenness and has been reconstructing her ever since. Claire will encourage and inspire you on your own journey of restoration. Welcome, Claire, to the Fully Restored Podcast. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to have you here. So before we jump into all the interview questions, I like to do a couple little fun facts. So first one, you are one of nine children. Yes. And where are you in the birth order? I am the third. So there's six boys and three girls. Okay. And so what was that like growing up? It was wild. <laughs> yes. To say that I was a mom at nine. <laughs> um, but, that does happen. Yeah. yeah. It was very fun. But my husband says we have a pack mentality, you know, growing up. Yeah. Did, but it's interesting <laughs> to say the least. And you didn't go to school until ninth grade. Yes. You were homeschooled. Yep. And never went to school until ninth grade. <laughs> and what was it like going to ninth grade? It was a complete culture shock because yeah. we started as a, at a prep school in New England and moved. And I was, you know, 13 and had gone in a year ahead. So it was just academically, I did okay, but then it got really rocky. So it's part of the story, part of my past and my upbringing, but it was was rough. rough. Claire, let's just jump in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, the work you do in your family. Yeah. So I am a wife. My husband and I have been together 17 years and I have a stepson, 22, Wyatt. He was five when we got married and I have raised him since. And then together we have Gavin, who is 12, our only daughter, London, who is 10, and our baby, Zion, who is five. And we just got a puppy named Nala. She's a white golden retriever. So now I'm a fur mom. (laughs) Big family. I'm a a mother and wife, and I'm also um, an evangelist by spirit. I am a motivational speaker, a life and marriage coach, and I have a counseling background. I have my master's in counseling. I created and founded my coaching company called The Reconstructed Woman. And that is where I'm a voice for women who need to release the pain of their past, renew their minds in biblical truth, and rebuild their lives in Christ. And um, my husband and I recently launched a nonprofit ministry as a leg of that called the Reconstructed Ministries. 
our heart was to go out and spread the gospel and to create a safe spirit-led community where people can gather and grow in Christ. And again, we exist to provide people with the support and the tools that needed um, to release them from their past, the sins, their mindsets, and to rebuild their lives in Christ. So I'm all about empowering women to find freedom in Christ through my brokenness. Jesus just rescued me and has given me freedom. And I want to help other women find the same freedom. Oh, Claire, I just love your heart because there is so much of what you just said that is my heart as well. You know, as well as I do, it takes many, many, many of us with the same heart to reach all those that have experienced trauma and abuse in their life. In fact, years ago, I had prayed a prayer. God really led me to look into what a nation is. And he helped me recognize that a nation, there is a a nation of people that are broken from abuse because they all have a similarity. And I began to ask God back then, Lord, send me to that nation, to the nation of the broken and the abused. And it's not just one person, right? There's a lot of individuals that are needed to go to those people that are hurting and broken and to do it in a safe, spirit-filled atmosphere. Yes, that is what is needed. So I love your heart. I love your ministry and excited for what God is going to be doing, is doing through you, and what he will continue to do through you in your ministry. Thank you so much. So Claire, how did you know that you needed healing from your past? What were the signs? So the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that to me is an inner ache. It's actually a feeling. And I lived with that feeling my entire life, like something was wrong and I didn't know what or why. I would say that was the biggest symptom or signal. Along with that was years of substance abuse, depression. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression after my first child, angry outbursts, anxiety. I couldn't focus, denial. I focused on everyone else's problems. But ultimately, I carried the pain within me. I just felt it. I just knew that I had pain that I needed to deal with. Mm. And I also think too, as the years went on, because I did come from a past of trauma and abuse within my own family, and I just never dealt with it. And so as I got into my marriage, more signals came forward just a lot of, I had a lot of resentment and bitterness that started showing up in my marriage towards my husband. Even when we would be intimate, a lot of shame and tears, like I would just cry afterwards. And I thought, okay, I'm in a marriage here. You know, why am I carrying this, this shame and this this pain. And so really it was just pain. It was, it was pain and depression and really just feeling broken. And I I would say it showed up in my marriage and it came to a tipping point. And the the final straw was actually an emotional and mental breakdown. I was working as a school counselor, working with children, uh, writing social services, social service reports of children being abused. And it triggered my abuse, both physically, I was sexually and physically abused as a child, 
those memories surfacing with the combination of my marriage and where I was and my mental health, I just broke and I just broke. And that's when the Lord showed up and he rescued me. Yeah. He does that, doesn't he? Oh, thankfully. Thankfully so. Because I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. Yeah. Our, Our stories are very different. But there are always some similarities, you know, but each person has their own story. But I can recall a moment of that total brokenness of sitting in a bathroom floor with um, pills in one hand and tears just streaming down my face and saying, God, if you're really real, save me because I couldn't see any way out of it. And it sounds like that's what was going on with you that stifling and holding everything down inside out of self-protection, that you couldn't do that anymore, that it was all bubbling to the surface, whether you recognized it was from the abuse or not. Um, Going back to the, you brought up some really good points, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, angry outburst, denial. Those are all a lot of things that individuals that have experienced trauma and abuse in their life, those are symptoms and things that they have. And often, Somebody that comes into my office, they're not coming in for trauma or abuse. They're coming in for all of these things you're talking about. And then I do a screening. I always do an assessment for trauma and abuse. More than 50% of the people I work with, there is a trauma history. And a lot of counselors actually don't necessarily do that. That just happens to be my area of specialty. So I always focus on that. And so in the middle of all of this, of what is going on for you, man, there is so much I could talk to you about right now, because even talking about, even talking about the intimacy struggles with your husband, I don't think I've had anybody on my show yet that has actually talked about that, because that is a real issue for somebody who has experienced sexual abuse. Yes. And, and I think that women don't know. I think that they think it's normal or they chalk it up to something else like, well, I don't like my body or I know I did. I made excuses for it. And, oh, that was because I had sex before marriage and I know that I wasn't supposed to. So I'm just feeling bad about it, but it, it's a real need. And, and now as a marriage coach, I always encourage couples and women to like communicate if they know that they've been abused and, and they've buried that to really try to fight the fear and overcome and to tell your husband because the husband has its, his own reactions to that. And oh my gosh, did I hurt you? And what, you know, like they'll take it on like it's something wrong with them. And it's not, it's not, it's your past that you have, you, you need healing from. It's a real thing. Yeah, I I was grateful. My husband actually knew before we were married, when we were dating, I had told him. And um, so he actually was one of the biggest helps in my life of my healing. But women, you feel uncomfortable or the things that you talked about. Also, there's flashbacks, there's memories and things that happen. And so like you said, communicating that with your husband and letting them know that this is something, this particular thing can trigger me, or this can trigger me. And I just want you to be aware of that so that they can be that loving support to you through this instead of it causing division in your marriage, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what were some of the mindsets you had to overcome when healing from your past? What did you need the most during the 
messy middle of your healing? Oh gosh. So I shame, I have a list, (laughs) rejection, unworthiness, condemnation, trust issues, insecurity, self-hate, bitterness, resentment, perfectionism. I mean, unforgiveness, you know, I would say, and, and unbelief and being angry at God. I mean, all of those are a podcast episode each. So, you know, that's a lot, but I was, when I broke, I was shattered and, and the Lord began to build me up little by little. And he really faithfully has exposed each mindset little by little. And it's been powerful, the healing that I have received, but it's also when you say the messy middle, it's messy in the middle. It's painful and it's hard. It's hard to face that. But I always like to you know, try to help women before they get to the point. I was so broken that when I shattered, I shattered. There was no other place but to go up. They wanted to put me in a mental ward. And my husband, I said, no, please don't do that. They said that I was, you know, having psychosis and I was just a mess, but I knew that I couldn't stuff this anymore. And when Jesus walked into the room, he took it from me. And when I tell you, I called out to him and cried out to him. I said, where are you? Because I had heard about God my whole life from this broken family that was filled with trauma and abuse. And I was a believer. I was a attending church. I was a Christian. I was baptized. I was like, where are you? I'm breaking. And I, and I had no idea that I needed to be rescued, but I saw him. I felt him. He walked in the room. And when I tell you my face hit the ground, his presence was so holy Mm -hmm. and his love was so perfect that it cast out every fear that I had had and had carried that kept me from facing the past. And I just gave it to him. And I saw him walking me with dark clouds around him. And he said to me, I'm walking your soul out of hell. And I was immediately, I went through an instant healing of that inner ache was gone and taken from me. And then he placed his spirit in me and it was this exchange. But then I had to also for the last nine years, walk it out and, and the long healing. And now we're going to deal with the forgiveness piece and we're going to deal with all the mindsets. And so I have experienced both. And I just say that to say that I believe in the power of God and the healing that he can touch you in an instant and he can break off mindsets and also believe that he needs to walk you out of when, when he says that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. When you have been abused, your soul is in a prison and you're in a valley of the shadow of death. And when you've experienced fear and terror on that type of level and harm, It's a process as well, but Jesus promises to be with you in the process. And and just like he says that the the, um, light goes into the darkness and the darkness does not overcome the light. When Jesus is with you in that place, in your depression, in your anxiety, in your trauma, in your fear, in your pain, he's with you. And he will carry you through. He will carry you through and carry you out. 
Amen. Yes. You know, walking out of the valley of the shadow of death. The hard thing is, is that walking it out is, um, I also think of like Lazarus, you know, come out of the, the grave clothes. And really that's what happens is Jesus calls us out just like Lazarus back into life, but there's grave clothes on us that need to be taken off. And those are those, here's a mindset that's wrong. Here's unforgiveness. Here's this. And, and all of those grave clothes as they're being peeled off of us represent something of that brokenness, something of that pain. God has healed us. Jesus has brought us back to life and has redeemed us. But we've got to let go of things that we don't realize are so integrated into our thought process and into our heart. And so I love that you shared that part because we all want everything to just be gone. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes, I know. And it it's definitely a journey. It's a journey where we depend on him because some of the things we're not going to know those mindsets until we walk through a situation in life where it's showing up and we have to walk through that in order to see it and to see how we're responding and reacting and how we're processing it and what lens we're viewing it through. So I, I definitely agree with that for sure. So Claire, you've shared with us the difficulty you experienced. Could you tell us about your fully restored story? Yeah. So again, when I think fully restored, I think when Claire in heaven, (laughs) I just have to be so transparent Yeah. because I feel like we go from glory to glory, he says, and there's always something. But when I think about, okay, that will ultimately be the ultimate goal. However, am I operating my life out of woundedness and brokenness, or am I overcoming through Christ? Am I free? And so I associate restoration with freedom and healing. And there's so many different levels of that, depending on whatever the person's situation. But for me, I think forgiveness freed me. And I, I want to just say forgiveness and healing are two different things. For me, though, the forgiveness did help heal me. I had to choose it as an act of my own free will. And there were some things I had to work out before I was even willing to forgive. And so I think that being free I'm trying not to get emotional. Being fully restored is when you're able to see your enemy, the person that abused you and perpetrated against you and harmed you, and to be able to pray for them and intercede for them and see the real enemy being Satan and to be able to process that and to know like, as much as the harm it caused you, there was so much healing. And so for me, it was like, I encountered the presence of God and the love of God on so many levels and still am and still will, but it was able to shift the perspective of life and trauma to hope and, and healing. And so, and I think, realizing and recognizing that Jesus suffered too 
and understanding the cross, having the revelation of the cross is really, I think, what restored me and healed me. Absolutely. Because that's where our redemption is. What a powerful story of where you've come from and to where you are. And I know some people kind of, when I ask that question, because that's the one question I ask every show is, could you tell us your fully restored story? And um, that has a lot of different meanings to everyone. And truly, as you said, our complete and full healing is when we're in heaven. But, you know, that giving that example of God takes us from glory to glory to glory. And that's something that I often share with others as well, that that is the process of what God takes us through of walking us into that freedom and healing and restoration. So what would you say to the woman who feels ruined right now, the listener who is tuned into this show and they're feeling ruined from being a survivor of sexual abuse. And they're saying, yeah, Kristen, yeah, Claire, that's great for you, but I'm beyond. I don't see anything coming out of this. I would say there is nothing that Jesus can't fix. There is nothing that he can't repair. There is nothing that he can't redeem. There is nothing that he can't restore. And in fact, that's who he is, and that's what he does. And so there is hope. There is hope for you, and there is healing for you in Christ. And um, I would say that shame, you have to break agreement with shame because shame tells you it's your fault, you're wrong, you're flawed, you're ruined. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so when you surrender your heart and you invite him in and allow him in to the pit and to the pain, he will heal you and, and there's hope. And so you're not ruined. That's what I would say. You're not, it's a lie. It's, it's not even truth. It's just a feeling and it's a very real feeling. And I would also say that I've been there and I've understood that and I've experienced that and you will get through this. You, you will get through it. Amen. My tagline is nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus. And that's the truth because You know, both you and I are testimonies. I always say to people, I know what I came from. I know what a mess I was. I know how my life spiraled out of control and the addiction I was caught up in because I didn't know how to deal with the trauma and abuse and how depression and anxiety and helplessness really set in. And I know where I was at. And if God can save me, then he can save you, listener, because we are all equal in the eyes of God. Yeah, He doesn't say, okay, I'm going to save and redeem and restore Claire and Kristen, but I'm not going to do it for you. And I would say, I was the first one to say, oh, no, God loves them, but God doesn't love me. Like I, I've been there. Ew. That was my testimony. I remember in fifth grades, Sitting at, um, I wasn't raised in a church family, but I was sitting in, I guess it was like a good news club. I guess I'm aging myself to tell you this was something that once a week you could go to out of school. I was in fifth grade and I remember going. And at the time, I thought they were little old ladies. Now I'm not going to say that about them. 
But there were two ladies that were teaching to us, and they were talking about the love of Jesus. And I remember listening to them saying, oh, and looking at a friend to the side, so let's, I don't remember their names, but say Susie. Oh, Susie so needs to hear that she's loved because I know what she's going through. And looking at another friend and thinking the same thing. And this lady came up to me at the end of the service, and normally they didn't ever come up to me, and she did. And she started telling me that, that God loved me. And I remember saying to her, oh, no, he doesn't love me, but he, he does love so-and-so and so-and-so. And fifth grade, you need to know, friends, that was the year the sexual abuse started in my life. So here God was trying to come in, which that's going to make me tear up, is in the middle of when it was starting, in the middle of the abuse, God was coming in and telling me he loved me Mm. and that he was with me, but I couldn't get it. I was a fifth grader. I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't understand the love of God. Yeah. And maybe you're not in fifth grade, you know, you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. And you're thinking, Kristen and Claire, I don't know that love of God. We just want to tell you right now, the love of God is here for you, just like he was there for us, because we are equals. You are our sister And God loves you with an everlasting love. And if you are saying, I need help to discover this love of God, may I encourage you to reach out to a pastor, to a local church. You can contact Claire or I, and we will help you get connected because we want you to know that you are greatly loved by an everlasting love from a God who is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, who is here to restore you just as we've been restored. Yes. Yes. So with your life experience, where God has brought you today, you were a school counselor, you are an evangelist, a coach. What are a couple of things that you can share with our listeners today as they begin their journey of healing? Well, I I think I want to start where you were just saying survivors of abuse, the reason it's so hard for you to feel loved is because the narrative and the lie that we typically believe after being abused and harmed is, well, if you loved us, God, why would you not stop this? And if you have been raised in the church, there's also that fear of, well, I can't tell God how I really feel. And so I would say that you need to be honest with yourself and with God. And so being honest with God, he is going to look different for you individually. For me, it was cussing, screaming, and kicking on my floor and crying and wailing and saying, how could you? And he answered me. And that is when I got the revelation of the cross. And so he is, I know that he is a holy God and we are to respect him. I'm not saying to dishonor him, but what I'm saying is you need to be honest with the unbelief that's in your heart and the anger at God and the blame at God. And I promise he will show you where the blame is accurately needs to be placed and it's not on him. And so being honest with him and yourself, 
It's painful being honest with yourself. And that's why a lot of people don't heal and they stay with these mindsets and with these grave clothes, like you were saying. And so if you want to encounter the freedom and who you are and all of the other side of, of the pit and the pain, you have to be honest. Um, and God will show you things that you don't even know about yourself. But, um, so honesty is just, you can't even start the process without it. You, you just can't. That is what I would say. And then I would say to absolutely actively invite and allow Jesus to heal you and to speak truth and make the time for your healing. If you're a wife listening and a mom, you have the demands of your husband and your children and a job. And it's easy to say, you know, I'll deal with this later or, you know, I don't want to deal with this at all because it's in the past, but it's not. And that's the whole thing. It will show up if you don't process it and heal from it and, and deal with it. So take the time, make the time and grieve and, and be okay with the seasons of sadness and grieving and mourning. Um, bring it to the Lord because that's where you experience his warmth, his healing, his safety and it's really just a surrender and an honesty of where you're at and and he does the rest. I mean, he, he just does. So be honest, uh, make the time and also communicate with your spouse. Really communicate with what you're going through. If, if you've never told him that you've had abuse or trauma and you're just now processing it and dealing with it, just communicate that to him because you're gonna need his support throughout this journey and find godly counsel and don't trust the first counselor. <laughs> you'll know, you'll know. I had a counselor that was evil. It was, it's crazy that she looked at me and said, you don't know that you were abused. I mean, that was my encounter. I'm like, wait, is this for real? But I was so broken and so vulnerable that I just kept paying her. And in the end, she told my husband to leave me. I mean, it was crazy. So sometimes, you know, all create, all counselors are not created equal. So don't let that, you know, don't give up trying if you don't find the right one. Kristen is an amazing counselor. I don't know if you're taking new patients, but I know that that's your field, right, Kristen? So um, yeah. try it out and surround yourself with safe people. Really, yeah. that's the other thing. I shared my story with people that weren't safe and it, um, re-traumatized me a couple times. So be cautious of that and just know that God is with you and he's for you. And he died on the cross. So you could be free. So you could be healed. So if you think he was bruised and beaten and abused, so you could encounter the freedom, then if we don't accept and receive the freedom and healing and engage in it, then what are, you know, what did he die for? So he loves you. And um, just know that you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Great words of wisdom there. So many great nuggets that I hope um, listeners that you grabbed a hold of those. So in our last few minutes, how can people connect with you? So my website is clairedavy.com and it's C-L-A-R-E-D-A-B-Y.com. And you can also find me on Instagram. I'm there more under Mrs. Claire Davy, M-R-S-C-L-A-R-E-D-A-V-Y is my handle. I also 
Yep. I'm on the website and Facebook. I'm on Facebook as well, but you can find me there. And I have a course um, called Remodel, which is all on mindsets. And you can find that course on my website. And I also have a free course on there as well called Rearrange. It helps you with boundaries and priorities. So yeah, website or Instagram is probably the best. Oh, or my podcast. I have a podcast called The Reconstructed Woman and that's on Apple, iTunes, all the major podcasts. So it's The Reconstructed Woman with Claire Davy. Well, thank you, Claire, for joining us today. Our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website, fullyrestored.love. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us on. I would love to stay connected with you. So you can find me on Instagram and on my Facebook pages, both of those at author Kristen Klaus. I pray that this episode of Fully Restored Podcast ministered to you, encouraged you, that you're walking away with some new tools, some new thoughts, some things of new revelations of who you are, of who God is to you, that He is a loving God that is here to walk with you through the healing. And take these words of wisdom that Claire shared today and take those to your heart. And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.